Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to episode two of Rebuttal, where we break down cases, chaos, and calamity. In the legal field, I am once again your host, Reb Maisel. And your host today is floored, aghast, on the edge of her seat, crying, screaming, sobbing over the overwhelming support and love you guys have given to me and to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter. I am just over the moon. On YouTube, can't forget. All of those platforms you guys have flooded with reviews and comments and and likes and views and listens. I couldn't be more honored and grateful. Thank you for giving me the platform to do this and to talk to you guys about things like this. This is my brand and ministry. Chatting shit about the law, about cases, about controversies. So... I'm going to spare you the long intro. We don't need that. There's no other business to be had. Let's get into it. Today's going to piss you off. It's going to piss you off. And that's okay, right? Because we're in this together. Okay, misery loves company and I am your commander in chief. I never like hearing about cases where minors are arrested minors are taken into custody the way that an adult is. Yes, there are so many situations. And when I say so many, I mean a very finite number of situations where minors have committed completely heinous felonies, crimes, right? Like like familial homicide, things like that that are just so shocking and crazy that we literally have a Wikipedia list of those individuals, of those kids. The vast majority of minors who are arrested and thrown into our system that is very imperfect are minors who are minorities, minors who grow up in poverty, who are in at-risk communities, who are already the victims of crimes, of violence, of trauma. And so whatever your opinion is on being tough on crime, X, Y, Z, it's never going to sit well in my stomach when a child who should be in middle school, elementary school, has handcuffs on. It just doesn't sit well with me. And if it sits well with you, uh, block me now. Thank you so much. Do us all the favor before I drag you myself. This case today begins with a French fry. A single, solitary French fry. On October 23rd, 2000, Angie Hedgepeth was 12 years old. 
12 years old, and a student at Alice Deal Junior High School. Every day, she would go home from school with her best friend and take the Metro Rail in Washington, D.C. On this day, on her way home from school, she decided to buy a bag of French fries for her trip home. I am with you, Anchi. That sounds delightful. A bag of hot French fries on your way home from school as a 12-year-old in October in D.C.? I'm living for it. It's adorable. Until it's not. While in the Tenleytown American University Metro Rail Station, Anchi had to wait for her friend to purchase a fare card. So while she was waiting for her friend to purchase that fare card, Anchi removed and ate a French fry from the takeout bag she was holding. A single French fry. And then proceeded through the fare gate. After proceeding through the fare gate, Anchi was stopped by a plain-clothed Metro Transit police officer named Jason Faisenbaker, who identified himself and informed her that she was being arrested for eating in the Metro Rail Station. And she had never eaten in the station prior to this incident and had received no warnings related thereto. As Officer Faisenbaker informed Anchi that she was being arrested, another Metro Transit police officer performed a search of her person and possessions. The child's jacket and backpack were confiscated, her hands placed in handcuffs and secured behind her back, and her shoelaces removed from her shoes at the time of arrest, pursuant to quote-unquote protocol. Officer Faisenbaker handcuffed 12-year-old Anchi's hands behind her back. During the entire encounter and arrest, and transport into custody, Anchi's handcuffs were never removed except for the purpose of fingerprinting. Until Anchi was returned to the custody of her mother several hours later. After being handcuffed, 12-year-old Anchi was placed in the windowless rear compartment of a Metro Transit police vehicle and transported to the District of Columbia's Juvenile Processing Center, where she was fingerprinted and processed before being released into the custody of her mother. Frightened and embarrassed, and she cried during and throughout the arrest. She was terrified, as one can imagine. However, and she fully complied with Officer Faisenbaker's commands and did not resist at any time. She is 12. And she spent three full hours at this juvenile detention center until her mother was notified and obviously came to pick her up. Now, let's back up a little bit. A few months, to be exact. Before Anchi's arrest, it was the start of another school year. And the Washington Metropolitan Area Transit Authority, the WMATA, was once again getting complaints about bad behavior by students using the Tenleytown AU Metro Rail Station. In response, the WMATA embarked on a week-long undercover operation to enforce a, quote, zero-tolerance policy with respect to violations of certain ordinances, including one that makes it unlawful for any person to eat or drink in a Metro Rail Station. Zero-tolerance, quote-unquote, had more fateful consequences for minors than it did adults. 
the way that the statute was written by politicians, by the D.C.'s legislature in 2000, made it so that adults who violate this section typically receive a citation subjecting them to a fine of $10 to $50. D.C. law, however, did not provide for the issuance of citations for non-traffic offenses to those under 18 years of age. So minors. Instead, a minor who has committed what an officer has reasonable grounds to believe is a delinquent act may be taken into custody, quote unquote. Eating in a metro rail station constitutes a delinquent act. The upshot of all of this is that zero tolerance enforcement of this code section entailed the arrest of every offending minor, but not every offending adult. This means that the police officers essentially could not, even if they wanted to, give a minor a ticket or a citation. The law did not allow for that. It did not permit that. Had Anshi been an adult, officers simply would have written her a ticket for fines, for eating or drinking in the metro rail station. However, the law did not allow for that. It was an oversight by the legislature, apparently, that during this week-long undercover operation, right, this really important use of city resources, police had been told that no infraction, however minor, was to be excused. And any minor caught eating in the metro was subject to mandatory arrest. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This was policy. And apparently, the only strategy written into the law available to police to enforce the ordinance. It was the only thing they could do about these fucking complaints, about these fucking Karens pissed off because kids are eating French fries on the goddamn fucking Metro Rail on their way home from fucking school on a beautiful October day. And if you were wondering... Yes, Anchi Hedgepath is black. Do with that what you will. During this week-long sting operation carried out by a bunch of fucking assholes, 
And she Hedgepeth was one of 14 minors arrested for similar infractions during this really great use of city resources, zero tolerance week. On the flip side, there were about 20-something adults who were cited for these types of infractions. Not a single one, shocking, spoiler alert, was arrested. Not a single adult. So, after the trauma, the absolute absurdity of this experience, Anchi's family and friends sued on her behalf. Now, for, for the duration of this case, I am not going to refer to the police department involved as the Washington Metropolitan Area Transit Authority. No, I'm not. These are the D.C. police, okay, the D.C. douche canoes, if you will, and I will refer to them as such. For my own personal reasons, thank you so much. They arrested a 12-year-old. I'm pissed. I don't care. That's not appropriate. I don't give a fuck. Never have, never will. This case is called Hedgepeth versus the douche canoes, okay? They filed this case in, in 2001, and of course, right, this shit does not get decided for years and years because the judicial system is slow and, and cumbersome and there were a lot of issues to hammer out. It was not all said and done until 2004. No, 2004, 2004. Something interesting about this case, okay, that's an aside, a little side quest for us, is that Chief Justice Roberts, the current United States Supreme Court Chief Justice Roberts, was very famous and notorious for this case because prior to being nominated by George Bush II to the Supreme Court bench, he was a judge on the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. And around the time that he would be nominated by Bush to the Supreme Court, his decision in this case would be, would be published, would be handed down. Okay, he wrote this decision. It was a panel. Okay, not just him, but but right. This became kind of people losing their shit, thinking, "Oh, so now we're just gonna like arrest fucking twelve year olds all the time, right, for French fry eating?" And this is what right. This is what the court's gonna look like. So let's break down why Chief Justice Roberts did what he did. Okay. And, and call it what it is. And she's lawyers claimed that her arrest first violated the Fifth Amendment. Okay? The Fifth Amendment has an equal protection clause in it, for those of you who don't know. And her lawyers argued that because an adult would only have been given a citation, she was not equally protected. She was not treated the same as her adult counterparts eating fucking fries on the goddamn metro. And number two, they argued that the arrest was a violation of her Fourth Amendment rights to unreasonable search and seizure because she was seized pursuant to the most bonkers, ridiculous, overreacting looking ass ordinance. And this should not have been allowed because of how minor the offense was. So to start off, right, 
this case and to understand the arguments that are going to be presented by Angie's lawyers here as to why she should get the relief that she is asking for against the douche canoes is that it is undisputed that Angie violated the law, okay? She did eat a french fry in violation of this ordinance. That is not questioned. That is not up for debate. We're conceding that, okay? The issue is with the fact that the officer had probable cause to arrest Anchi, technically, right? He saw in plain view that she was eating a single french fry in violation of the ordinance which prohibited her from eating a fucking french fry on the metro. And he... Under the statute, his only way of enforcing this policy, this statute, was to arrest her. He could not give her a citation. And the douche canoes had all gathered together a week before during their big undercover sting and said, okay, you guys, so if you see any fucking little kid eating, it's, it's cuffs out. So he did that. And she's lawyers argued that this policy and this statute are unconstitutional. That shit is bonkers. So they argue, one, that the statute itself, okay, as written by the legislature, is a violation of Anshi's equal protection rights under the Fifth Amendment because it treats her differently than people of a different age, right? It distinguishes based on an age classification. Classifications of individuals of people are employed all the time in the law, okay? Race, ethnicity, gender, se sexual orientation, we know. We've been new. Age is one of the ones that the court, in its jurisprudence, the Supreme Court, has decided overwhelmingly is not inherently suspect, meaning that simply because a law distinguishes based on age does not render it subject to something that we like to call strict scrutiny review. Again, this is not a podcast meaning to give you a con law fucking breakdown because that's boring. What you need to know about it, if you know nothing about it, is simply that classifications that are immutable characteristics like race, ethnicity, are ones that are subject to that strict scrutiny analysis. And then other immutable characteristics like age, depending on the circumstance, are typically not. The reason for that is because age is employed as a distinction in the law all the time in a way that does make sense. For example, can't vote until you're 18, can't drive until you're 16, can't rent a car until you're 25, can't drink until you're 21. Social security benefits, when did those kick in, right? Retirement age, when does that happen? Medicare. How old do you have to be? Minors being arrested for certain crimes, et cetera, they are subject to different different penalties, uh, placed in different facilities than, than their adult counterparts, okay? This all makes sense, right? I'm not going to get into why and the reasoning super deep as to why age is not a suspect classification. It doesn't mean that every law that distinguishes based on age is is kosher and constitutional. No, that's not what I fucking mean. It just means that in this case and many other cases, when age is the classification that the courts are looking at and trying to discern whether it's constitutional or not, 
they apply what we call a rational basis review instead of a strict scrutiny review. It's just a lower standard and it basically allows for the law to survive so long as the douche canoes, the city, the municipality, the government can put on any rational reason for this law that is reasonably tailored to accomplish this rational purpose, this reasonable purpose for the law. For any lawyers or law students listening, if you're like, um, actually, it's not really described like that all the time, just fuck off for real. Like this is supposed to be fun and and flirty and gorgeous. This is not supposed to be something that makes our head hurt, okay? But you get the gist, right? And she's our lawyers are arguing that her Fifth Amendment rights were violated because this is not, she's not being treated the same and that there is literally no rational purpose for this policy and this law to be written the way it is and to be applied the way it is. Quote, the district has no interest, let alone a compelling one, in maintaining a distinction that provides for arrest as the only means of enforcement against juveniles while allowing for the issuance of citations to adults. Fucking I agree. Specifically, Anchi's lawyers claim that there is no valid state interest in advance by a blanket arrest policy for juveniles ever. The easiest alternative, she argues, is that the douche canoes could simply follow the example of what Maryland and Virginia were doing at the time in the 2000s and applying the same enforcement policy towards minors as it does with respect to adults. Give everyone a fucking citation, you psychos. What's the problem? Okay, they're kids. They are their children. They're babies. Thank you. Or if you want to put the cuffs out, if you're feeling like your trigger finger is happy, okay, and you want to just exercise that ego trip that you have been on since you graduated from that six-week police academy joke, then just say that you arrest the adults and not the minors, right? Let's flip the roles and see how many people don't push for a fucking change in these dumb fucking policies. Thank you. The douche canoes argue that it's no citation policy should survive rational basis review, meaning that it should be held constitutional because it sets forth three, quote, rational goals encompassed in its no citation rules for minors. It's cute for them to describe it as no citation rules because they're trying very hard not to describe it as the arrest all babies rule. Let's try Let's change the name. Goals encompassed by its no citation rule. How about goals encompassed by our arrest every baby rule? How about that? I feel like that is more accurate. But go off. Number one, the douche canoe's goal first is to, quote, effectively enforce the district's laws and ordinances. Blank stare. Number two, to properly rehabilitate delinquent juveniles so that they do not become adult criminals. That sentence alone in this context deserves a roundhouse kick to the chest, unprovoked, but... I digress. Number three, to ensure that parents of delinquent juveniles are not are notified of their children's infractions and are involved in subsequent rehabilitation measures. Because 
the system is really known for being such a great rehabilitation facility, right? They are just pumping out well-adjusted, mentally healthy, not traumatized or abused children all the time. They are a rehab running like a well-oiled machine. So why not throw as many children and babies into it as possible for eating a fry on the fucking train? So, yeah, those are the arguments. We hate them. We hate them. We hate them. I hope that the attorney who had to make them had a horrible stomach ache the entire time and had no Pepto in their home. The court held that Anchi presented no reason, no persuasive reasons to conclude that the classifications burdening, burdening children should be treated differently, right? Heightened scrutiny is reserved for classifications based on factors that are, quote, so seldom relevant to the achievement of any legitimate state interest that laws grounded in such considerations are deemed to reflect prejudice and antipathy, Youth is not such a factor. Young age is quite often relevant to validate concerns as the Constitution itself attests. And then the court cites to the minimum age for the House of Reps, the minimum age for the Senate, minimum age for president. Minimum age requirements for voting, marriage, driving, drinking, employment, and the like cannot be dismissed as reflecting, quote, prejudice and antipathy toward the young. Fair analysis, I think. Although the application of this law toward the young does not mean and the court is not saying that that isn't bonkers as fuck it's just saying that it doesn't inherently violate the constitution by applying the standard rational basis review for age so the court concludes judge roberts concludes that sorry heightened scrutiny will not apply for the equal protection analysis and she's lawyers also argue that and she's right as a minor to be free from physical restraint is a fundamental right that should have been honored and also a fundamental right that garners special protection under our constitutional history and our jurisprudence of the United States, which is true. Okay. And the court said, okay, we, we're with you. We get you. We're on your level about the physical restraint, right? To be free from physical restraint bodily restraint is absolutely a core fundamental tenet of the constitution that's obvious okay foundation for like a lot of our shit a lot of our criminal a lot of our criminal procedure but in the case at hand however quote the court cannot overlook the uncontroverted fact that miss hedgepeth's anchi's freedom was restrained only after the douche canoe officers observed her eating on the premises of the metro in clear violation of that statue that the douche canoes had probable cause to arrest and she is not disputed. As the Supreme Court has instructed, quote, the Fifth Amendment does not protect against all deprivations of liberty. It protects only against deprivations of liberty accomplished without due process of law. As probable cause is a necessary precondition for any significant pretrial deprivation of liberty, it is clear that under the existing circumstances, Anchi's deprivation of liberty comported with due process requirements. This is from Judge Roberts at the time, our now Chief Justice Roberts. He says, quote, the law of this land does not recognize a fundamental right to freedom of movement when there is probable cause for arrest. 
That is true even with respect to minor offenses. Which sucks. Okay. But because there is no fundamental right to freedom from physical restraint in cases where probable cause for arrest is present, the DC code provision in this case need not be subject to heightened scrutiny. Which I believe, don't freak out, but the idea here is not that the court is saying that they think that the law was great. The idea here and what you need to pull from this is that the court is saying, regardless of what we think about the wisdom of this dumb fucking law, the law itself gave an officer, a douche canoe, the right to arrest a minor if they had probable cause to believe that they were violating this statute. So the court's decision on this point here is not saying we love that fucking statute. It's saying that it's not a violation or an unlawful deprivation of her freedom, of liberty, of movement for her to be arrested if probable cause is found. And here probable cause was found. But we're not done. So now on to the rational basis review. Are the douche canoes reasons for enacting this statute and applying this statute and enforcing it the way they did, are those reasons rational? Are they fair? The, the court here has to uphold the law if there is, quote, any reasonably conceivable state of facts that could provide a rational basis for the classification, meaning the distinction between age and the application of this fucking no citation rule, okay? The court ultimately concludes that the no citation rule for minors is rationally related to, le to the legitimate goal of promoting parental awareness and involvement with children who commit delinquent acts. The court emphasized that rational basis review, okay, of the legislature's laws, okay, I'm placing the blame on them. Don't get don't get it twisted. There's still blame here. The court places the blame on them too. They're pissed. The rational basis review of these laws is, quote, not a license for courts to judge the wisdom, fairness, or logic of legislative choices. Because again, we do have separation of powers, unbeknownst to many fucking justices who are on the bench today. Here, the court said we cannot conclude that their policy concerning violations of this statute prohibiting eating and drinking on the fucking metro is illogical or illegal. The three reasons put on by the douche canoes are fair and logical, that they want to effectively enforce the D.C.'s laws and ordinances, that they want to properly rehabilitate delinquent juveniles, and three, that they want to ensure that parents of delinquent juveniles are notified and involved. But... Okay, quote, while this court is highly skeptical of either the need or the opportunity provided by the district for the, quote, rehabilitation of minors guilty of eating fucking French fries on the premises of the metro, it is cognizant of the limitations imposed on the judiciary with respect to second guessing the actions of an elected legislature. So essentially, the court says, look, that's fucking ass and trash and horrible. We hate it. We fucking hate that shit. But it's not, it cannot be our job to change it. It would have 
been the court's job to rule it unconstitutional, on the other hand, if the law itself, if the statute itself had required, required that every police officer who saw a violation of this ordinance arrest a minor, mandatory arrest. That was not what the statute said, which basically is the only reason why it survived. It said that a minor may, may be arrested if an officer reasonably believes that they, you know, whatever, probable cause to, to, that they violated the statute. So leaving it, the statute, leaving it to the officer's discretion to some degree as to whether or not they would arrest the minor meant that the law itself remained constitutional under the Fifth Amendment. The fact that the douche canoe's policy, though, in my mind, that week was to literally have every single officer, no matter what, arrest every single fucking minor, that to me is where I I get a little tickle in my tummy and I want to vomit, right? And the fact that 14 minors, 14 babies were arrested by these adult, disgusting douche canoes. And I call them disgusting. I know that you're going to say, they were just doing their job. Look, listen, simply because your job requires something doesn't mean that you are somehow free of the judgment and the consequences of traumatizing a baby. Sorry, and I'm not sorry. Okay? So if you if you think it's unfair for me to blame the officers, fine. Blame the fucking douche canoe department. Blame them all. This policy was fucking obscene and absurd. And you want to know why the policy was enacted? Because people fucking complained. There are people eating and drinking on the subway. Feed the worms in your brains because they're running out of food. If you genuinely believe that our enforcers of the law are doing their fucking job when they are traumatizing and harassing minors and babies instead of doing something mildly important. This was not. An undercover sting operation, really, for eating and drinking on the subway. How much money did this cost? The city. Right? How much money do so many of these undercover sting operations cost? Cities, counties, states that we never hear about that are so beyond the the category of effective or reasonable or actually achieving and accomplishing the purpose for which they're allegedly set out set out to have right the douche canoe's alleged purpose for all this bullshit was to say hey um we're trying to get we're trying to get these juvenile delinquents off the streets we're trying to get their parents involved we're trying to have them be responsible for the consequence of their actions that is not what's happening here this was merely to clock in and clock out probably honor the complaints of some fucking asshole older people bitching about the subway and they were bored 
and decided to do this just because they could. That's nuts and crazy and insane. And regardless of the argument, right, people will argue, oh, well, um, how how would they have known that this law needs to be written, right? The politicians are never going to rewrite the law or change it unless something like this happens. If If your politician will not or will refuse to rewrite or revisit a law that they helped enact unless 14 minor children are traumatized and handcuffed and placed in a windowless police van and driven to a police station. A 12-year-old is put in a cell, fingerprinted, booked, sitting in a room in a jail cell for over three fucking hours for eating a french fry on the metro if that is the only way that your politician is going to listen and get get moving if that's the only thing that will put a fire under your politician's ass then vote them the fuck out then what the fuck are they doing the constant and ongoing review of laws that are in place and how their application could be potentially negative, could have a negative impact on our society, on our minors, on our culture, right? I understand. Y'all aren't good writers, right? The The lawyers who help these politicians write these laws sometimes botch it, often botch it. They they leave out some fucking important shit or they don't think about some important, sh- important shit. That's fine, um, but fix it before this happens. Thanks. Think ahead. And, you know, Judge Roberts, now Chief Justice Roberts, Judge Roberts agreed with my sentiment of like, this is bonkers, okay? He said, quote, the district court, so the lower court, okay, in addition to Judge Roberts, in addition to the appellate court, D.C. Court of Appeals, they have, quote, (laughs) thoughts, many thoughts on the wisdom of this policy choice, of course. It is far from clear that the gains in certainty of notification to the parents of their delinquent child are worth the youthful trauma and tears, period. But it is not our place to second-guess such legislative judgments. The court cannot act as a super legislature that rewrites all your shitty fucking mistakes. We can't do that. So, now now some of the, the evidence, right, that the douche canoes put on about their undercover operation and the reason why their response to like to to just the rampant violation of the no eating and drinking fucking rules and shit the 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 evidence that the douche canoes put on to support the fact that what they did was super fine and kosher and right and so fair included the fact that counsel for the douche canoes explained that, quote, there had been problems with passengers complaining about people being rude, not being clean, creating a nuisance, you know, unquote. Counsel for douche canoes further alluded to a, quote, pattern of violations at the station by juveniles disrupting disrupting traffic, creating a safety hazard, making people nervous, and afraid at the station and making people complain. Wow. Wow, that sounds dire. That sounds awful. 
Um, how about you grow a fucking pair, put some headphones in, turn the noise canceling device on, and mind your fucking business, and tell those complaining citizens that if they would like minors rounded up and arrested, like we are from a different time, like we are a bunch of psychos, then they should move elsewhere or get a car or just stop speaking. Stop speaking their mind. How about you shut the fuck up? How about you stop thinking that every fucking insignificant or low-risk problem in society is answered by the call to the police, is answered by a complaint, is answered by having someone else do something about it. Why don't you just ask the fucking baby children, the middle schoolers who are commuting to their fucking school day to shut up and sit down? I am very hard-pressed to believe that a child commuting Okay, on the metro, being reprimanded sternly by an adult would not remedy the situation pretty quickly, right? But again, I would also counter, hey, if you police fucking douche canoe assholes want to start yelling at kids to make your dick feel bigger, then why don't you write, issue them a citation, give them a warning, have a, have a stern speak to them? This statute, mind you, right, the reason why I have no sympathy for these douche canoe police officers is because this statute, while it did allow for the arrest of these minors and did not allow for a citation at any point, right, it literally was like the only way that you can enforce this statute is by arresting them. There is nothing in the statute that prohibited these officers from giving them a warning, from telling them, hey, stop it. If you do that again, you could potentially be arrested. Nothing in the statute prevented that, and that would have all been fine. That is why I have no sympathy, because instead of just choosing that route, instead of just scaring the kids a bit about eating on the fucking subway if you're so worried about these complaints, you chose to do this. That's why I just, it literally makes me, it it gives me hives. This gives me hives, and that's why if I sat any of these police officers down, who who took the shoelaces out of this 12-year-old girl's shoes and put her in the back of a windowless van. Like, I just wouldn't. I was doing my job. I don't give a fuck. Why don't you object? Why don't you show some hesitance to enforcing policy with your frat brothers that leads to the trauma of babies? Thank you. That is my soapbox, and I'm getting off of it. So the second argument, okay, the last argument I'm going to go through quickly because it's easy. Uh, so with respect to the Fourth Amendment, right, unreasonable, we, we are, Fourth Amendment says we are, we should have a right to be free from unreasonable searches and seizures. Anchi's lawyers argue that Anchi's unreasonable, unnecessary, and foolish arrest was required by the douche canoe's policy without regard to how polite, reasonable, and non-threatening she might have been or the gravity of the offense. Anchi's lawyers argue that there should be some kind of balancing test 
employed with respect to the severity of the offense and the minor in question as to whether douche canoes departments like this can just enforce a blanket policy, impose a blanket policy on arresting every single minor just because the law allows them to. The court says and responds with, well, the language of the statute itself indicates, like I said, that the decision whether to arrest a delinquent juvenile always lies in the discretion of the police officer. That's why fuck them. The court says that the Fourth Amendment allows for an officer who has probable cause to believe that an individual has committed even a very minimal criminal offense in his presence to arrest the offender. And that is not a violation of the Fourth Amendment. The court concludes by saying, quote, Today the court has to uphold the foolish, warrantless arrest authority of defendants, douche canoes, for the serious offense of eating a fucking french fry on a subway platform. Nevertheless, the court can hardly overlook the humiliating and demeaning impact of the arrest on Miss Anchi Hedgepeth. Hopefully the policymakers at Douche Canoe are us will rethink any other foolish operating procedures before subjecting or continues to continuing to subject unwary users of mass transportation to the indignity and horror suffered by plaintiff. The public deserves better treatment than that which she received in this case. Perhaps the most fortunate development to come of the events in question to date is Douche Canoe's belated but wise decision to rescind its zero tolerance mandatory arrest policy for minors. And that brings me to the result of this incident. One tiny sliver of good news that comes out of this for us is that the no citation policy was not, it turned out, carved in stone. Okay? The douche canoes did not get their say. The negative publicity surrounding Anshi's arrest in 2000 prompted the douche canoes to adopt a new policy effective January 31st, 2001, allowing the douche canoe officers to issue citations to juveniles violating that code section. So, bad PR is good PR sometimes, am I right? Zero tolerance was also not a policy for the ages, meaning it did not last. Okay, effective May 8th, 2001, that same year, the douche canoes adopted a new written warning notice program under which juveniles, minors like Anchi, 12-year-olds on their way home from school, eating in the metro are neither arrested nor issued citations, but instead given written warnings with a letter notifying their parents and school. So basically... Even the douche canoe's new policy earlier that year of saying, okay, fine, we won't. We'll just give them citations. That wasn't enough for the people of D.C. They said, nope, keep keep going. Open your purse. Keep fucking going. And so they did. Unfortunately, the fact that those changes were made only after the traumatization of 14 minors is horrifying. And my heart and love goes out to Anchi. I know that she's heard about quite enough of this shit since she was 12. She is now, I can only assume, happy and healthy. Okay, don't go search her out. Please do not do that. Give her peace. Let her be. She did not choose to be involved in in something like this, in a, in, in a D.C., court case that ended up being decided by a future chief justice of the Supreme Court, Justice Roberts. The court, you know, 
did its job, I guess, the the only way that it could. It couldn't rewrite the, the statute and it couldn't declare a policy unconstitutional when it wasn't on on paper. So it just wrote a scathing fucking commentary on how shitty the police force was for doing this and how this statute is pretty fucked and unreasonable and not what America's about. Not what our society's about and not what our minors deserve. Period. Okay. Our latest update, okay, if you're wondering, oh, Anchi. And she did give an interview in 2006. Very brief one. The title of this from ABC News is Girl Whose French Fry Arrest Led to Metro Policy Change Set Sights on College and Career. Quote, Anchi Hedgepeth wants to graduate from high school this year, go to college, and become an interior designer. She still hates the Metro. End quote. I hope that wherever Angie is, she is living a happy and lovely life, the life that she deserves. I want her to know that I wish the law didn't do you so fucking dirty. I wish the douche canoes didn't do you so fucking dirty as just a 12-year-old. And to all the other minors who were arrested during that faithful sting operation week, you deserved justice. You deserve better. That is my rebuttal. This has been episode two of the Rebuttal Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram, on podcast, Spotify, YouTube, Twitter, and follow me, Reb Mazel, on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and anywhere else you want to. Thank you for joining, and go get some French fries. I think we all deserve it. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.